I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that delivers a snapshot of history every day of the week. I'm Gabe Luzier, and in this episode, we're looking at the dawn of aerial photography and the painstaking efforts it took to capture a bird's-eye view. The day was October 13, 1860. James Wallace Black took a photo of Boston from a hot air balloon 1,200 feet in the air. Because of the limitations of wet plate photography, he also had to expose and develop the glass plate negative while still aloft, using a makeshift darkroom set up in the basket. The resulting image was the first aerial photo taken in the United States, the first aerial photo of a city anywhere in the world, and the oldest aerial photo known to still exist today. Prior to the mid-19th century, only a handful of intrepid adventurers had access to true aerial views. While some painters and sketch artists had created imagined views of what cities might look like from above, few had dared to take to the sky in a hot air balloon to confirm their theories. The advent of photography offered a new means of capturing a bird's-eye view of the world. But even then, the finicky process required the photographic plate to be developed within 20 minutes, hardly enough time to land a balloon and race to the nearest darkroom. Finally, though, in 1858, an innovative French photographer pulled off the feat by loading a darkroom and all its equipment into the basket of a balloon. His name was Gaspar Félix Tornichon, but he was better known by his pseudonym, Félix Nadar. The photo he managed to produce of the French countryside has sadly been lost to time, but just two years after Nadar's historic flight, a photographer and portraitist named James Wallace Black was able to repeat the achievement in Boston, Massachusetts. On October 13, 1860, Black rode into the sky aboard the Queen of the Air, 
a hot air balloon belonging to navigator Samuel Archer King. The balloon was tethered at the Boston Common Public Park, and from his vantage point 1,200 feet above the city, Black made eight exposures on wet collodion plates. The movement of the balloon wound up spoiling seven of the plates, but one image was successful, a sweeping view of the city and harbor from a perspective that had never before been seen. Black's photograph soon appeared in the Boston Herald, where it caught the attention of Harvard professor and poet Oliver Wendell Holmes. Writing for the Atlantic Monthly, Holmes marveled at the new view of his city and unintentionally gave the photo its title, Boston as the eagle and the wild goose see it. Here's what he wrote. We believe this attempt of our younger townsmen to be the earliest in which the aeronaut has sought to work the two miracles at once, of rising against the force of gravity and picturing the face of the earth beneath him without brush or pencil. One of their photographs is lying before us. Boston, as the eagle and wild goose see it, is a very different object from the same place as the solid citizen looks up at its eaves and chimneys. The Old South and Trinity Church are two landmarks not to be mistaken. Washington Street slants across the picture as a narrow cleft. Milk Street winds as if the old cow path which gave it a name had been followed by the builders of its commercial palaces. Windows, chimneys, and skylights attract the eye in the central parts of the view, exquisitely defined, bewildering in numbers. Towards the circumference, it grows darker, becoming clouded and confused, and at one end, a black expanse of waveless water is whitened by the nebulous outline of fitting sails. As a first attempt, it is on the whole a remarkable success, but its greatest interest is in showing what we may hope to see accomplished in the same direction. Earnest though it was, Holmes's praise was off on one count. As I mentioned before, Black's aerial photo was not the first one ever taken. That credit belongs to Felix Nadar. But the photo of Boston still carries its own historical importance apart from being the oldest surviving aerial photo, because it captures a record of the city as it looked in 1860, before much of it was destroyed in the Great Fire of 1872. As the first such photo taken in the United States, it also caught the eye of the U.S. Army, which immediately saw the military value of an aerial vantage point. When the Civil War erupted the following year, President Lincoln was quick to commission a Union Army Balloon Corps for the purpose of aerial reconnaissance. And while there are claims that photographs were taken from balloons to track the movements of Confederate troops below, none of those photos are known to survive today. In the 1870s, the introduction of the dry plate process made aerial photography much easier, as it was no longer necessary to develop the photos in mid-air. This allowed for experimentation with all sorts of gravity-defying objects, including untethered balloons, as well as kites, pigeons, and eventually airplanes. As a military tool, aerial photography hit its stride during World War I, when cameras mounted to aircraft were used to record enemy movements and defenses. The effectiveness of this reconnaissance fueled the further development of both photographic and aerospace technologies during the 20th century, making it increasingly easy to take clear, detailed photos while airborne. Today, thanks to drone photography, satellite imagery, and the internet, we can easily access aerial views of just about anywhere on Earth as well as quite a few places beyond it. 
You might think that would diminish our desire to see the world from above, and to be sure, the view has lost some of its novel appeal. But most of us still can't help but snap a picture from the window of an airplane, or stare in awe at the span of a city skyline. There's a unique sense of scale and place that comes from that sky-high perspective. It gives us a sense of our true size in relation to the world we share, providing a much-needed dose of beauty, wonder, and if we're lucky, humility. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any feedback you'd like to share, you can always send it my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I'll see you back here again soon for another day in history class. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.